Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Record your thoughts on this whenever you feel angry. I'm feeling very angry right now. Is she right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. And a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in a classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with Johnson Edwards going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him, while pussies like you were back here partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Ah! Ah! I told you not to go there. I told you not to go there. Well, how do you feel you handle that situation? Um, not as well as I could have. What the fuck are you looking for? There's no pot of gold down there. Are you adjusting the seat, really? That's been your fucking problem the whole time, the seat height. So now you have it, right? Go! We interrupt this program with a special bulletin. America is now under martial law. All constitutional rights have been suspended. Stay in your home. Do not attempt to contact loved ones, insurance agents, or attorneys. Shut up. What was that? Mar- martial law? What's going on? Yeah. A little, uh, you know, some some extremists will say that that's where we're heading right now. So I figured it was, I should play it. But uh, it's a track called Shut Up, Be Happy. And I'll, I will reveal later the artist. And everything, because it has to do with uh, connected to one of my my songs later. But um, let's bust out this intro. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Louis Cannon, along with the seething Baco. How are you, sir? Oh, I am living la vida loca, Luz. How are you? Wow. Uh, well, I, I tell you what, I'm angry. I'm mm. ranting. I'm fuming. I'm I actually thought you'd be in a better mood today being is how playboy announced they were putting tits back in the magazine oh really they've gone back that was a weird thing then they just turned to like maxim all of a sudden now they're going back again <laughs> i thought it was more like they turned to cosmo but uh does this mean you're you're resubscribing no i haven't had one forever you know <laughs> the uh i haven't i haven't had a subscription like to playboy since since, a, since winter little... bush since winter bush was in fashion it's been mm. quite a while but uh, anyway, we've We're already gone off the back, rails. What's, let's bring it back. Oh, bring it back. That's right. But yeah, man. So uh, I don't know so about you're you, angry, but man. I'm angry, and this episode is called "Your Anger Is a Gift," and that comes from a quote from Zach, however you say his name, from "Raise Against a Machine." I can't remember which song it's from. But it's either a quote from him or it's in a song. But I've always liked that quote because I really think my anger is a gift. What do you think? Do you like? Do you believe it's a gift? Yeah, of course. And uh, it's it's always nice to be on the receiving end of it. You know, hanging around you once in a while. <laughs> but I mean, uh, but anger. You know, you can look at it as as a terrible thing. But in in one way, I think that. And I don't know about you, but I think for the majority of my life, I have been. If I look percentage-wise, I possibly a little bit angry, but frustrated, all that stuff. But you can turn it. You can take that anger and turn it, and, and it can empower yourself. It can empower yourself to be great at whatever you do, be it whatever. You know what I mean? Right? Wow. Yeah, of course I do. Give me an example. Well, um, you can go in Creatively. the basement and turn off the lights, get naked, and write a great rock and roll song. 
right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to ask you, are you freeballing right now? Uh, I know oh, I yeah, am. Of course, yeah. Every, every, you got the, every podcast. Yeah, isn't it amazing? I don't know about you, but as soon as I get home, done. <laughs> Gym shorts, relaxed, right? Yeah, That's man. how you know you're home. I had fucking shoes off, socks off. Uh, shorts of some kind as quick as I can. Pants hit the ground, baby. That's right. You go in there, the belt hits the ground right before you even cross the threshold. Just to give you a little visual on your hosts here. But um, anyway. But yeah, man. I mean, okay, so you got that. You can be, you can take it. And uh, I think that, remember when we were joking about the whole Queen Trike concert, looking around and... Uh, <laughs> And wondering, wondering, wondering why I like this music so much. And I come back to the fact that that be it be it. I mean, obviously, you know, like you all say, like, oh, that musician's not good anymore because he's not angry or frustrated. There's some truth to that. There's a also, lot of I, truth to that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When you're struggling, you're coming up, all that stuff. But also with with um, with liking the liking the music. Like a lot of times, I think. When you're young, you're into to music for a lot of people. For a lot of people, and then you just kind of kind of dissipates. But and I'm not sure yeah, if you're not. Some people I think, think that I like, think I kept the have, anger. Some people think once they have kids, that's the, that everything else takes a backseat. It does not. Losers. Does not. not. <laughs> My parents opened the door, pushed me out, and shut it, and said, "Come back at dinner time." I don't even know what that means. They got they sat around and got drunk. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> right now my mom's like, I've never had a drink in my life. Because she listens to the podcast. You know. No, she doesn't. God, no. I don't, think, if she, if she, I don't think she could turn a computer on loose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, so this, this episode is going to be all about songs that basically are very cathartic. Uh, just like we did our ha- our happy episode, but just like release the demons. Yeah, and I, I don't know because we, I'm sorry. Uh, as you were approaching it, I mean, I don't. This is how I was looking at it. Songs that like are just they just you can feel the energy and the anger, almost like you're punching a bag, you know. But it it really gets your motor going in kind of an upbeat, positive way, you know. Yeah. Uh, so much as you said, anger, you know, can be, you know. A very positive thing, right? The the anger is palpable. You can feel it. You can touch it. Taste it's it. there. Yes. We're also, uh, you know, I think in the middle we might just take a drink and have a, a drinking song just to relax a little bit, so it's not wall to wall anger. But <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, we'll What's see. what? So so Baco, you have honors. What you got first? Are you familiar with Hank Williams? I am. How about sure. Hank Williams Jr.? Jr., of mm-hmm. course. And Hank also, the third? I, I know. Do you uh do you know him? Uh no, but is he uh, a third cousin to Shooter Jennings? Because <laughs> I like him as well. Yeah, okay. I, I I'm not I you're tapping a little too uh deep into my knowledge on the Hank Williams family, <laughs> but uh Yeah, I know Hank the third, he's in a bunch of projects. You think he's in uh, what's that? That uh, oh crap! Uh, uh, super joint ritual with uh, you know Phil and Samo. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, but he has a I don't know a, a ton of projects, and one of them is called Ass Jack. Here's Ass Jack with Tennessee Driver.
fucking great. You feel like driving too fast and getting pulled over for something? I do. And then saying, fuck uh, you, pig? Uh, absolutely. Why uh, not? I, by the way, I respect the, uh, our police in this country, and uh, they have a hard job, and I would never call them a pig, not, not unless I'm on a podcast. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's yeah, move on. We got, uh, I, I, you had to have heard, because this is one of your pet projects, <laughs> uh... Holodio is going on tour. Yes! This has been my dream, Paco. It's like Christmas in March for you. It, it really is. And, and you know, it's, it's <laughs> us. We, 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 we thought twice about even bringing this up because it's kind of like going back to the well from a yeah. previous con, con, uh, podcast. Yes? Yeah, this is almost like uh, we're, we're just like doing a, a, a clips episode <laughs> right but we're gonna we're gonna take it a little further because we're gonna combine it with other subjects and, and thoughts but but uh, as you know I have my own uh, uh, my own love for the concept of the hologram mm-hmm. and things like that so what are your initial what did you want to talk about and I can maybe chime in with with some of my thoughts too well of course I hate it and uh, I really I just I'm hoping that I can get uh, press credentialed for it uh, just let's be clear though this is not just a north american tour they'll be announcing shortly this is a world tour they're taking hollow dio to holland and you're offended mostly because he he obviously he's dead and they're Mm -hmm. just like dragging his carcass on stage and 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 using a some some effects and 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 having a bunch of clowns uh, that now these guys are never were, were some of them ever in Dio's band. You know, I'd have or to not? see the lineup. I, I I thought for a while Craig Goldie was part of it, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, it's largely just people who knew him. It's last in line. Want, is it last in line or no, the other last one? In the line was the original band getting back That's together. Right. But a couple of them died. Right? Uh, what's his, Jimmy Bain? Yep, he died on the Def Leppard cruise. They should get a hologram from him as well. Yeah, no shit. Um, and I don't know. I All think Claude holograms. Schnell is dead, too. Maybe they could do it to resurrect dead parts of people's careers. Could they do a hologram of Paul Stanley's voice from 1977? <laughs> what about cl- Def Leppard using a hologram for... Uh, <laughs> um, An extra arm? Yeah, Rick Emmett's arm. <laughs> Let's get the hologram hitting the the ride symbol over there on the right side. So anyway, that's enough horrible ideas, I think. But do you have any other? Uh, well, maybe he could take our president's place at the uh, correspondence dinner since uh, is is Hollywood available that night? <laughs> He's always available for a price. <laughs> for a price, for a price, and the right lighting. That guy is around at all times. Uh, well, Hollywood Dio made me angry. Uh, <laughs> but can you imagine just putting him up there? Put him where Trump should be sitting. <laughs> Twenty feet tall. <laughs> Twenty feet tall, waving a sword, riding a I just want to hear the jokes that. he says. Yeah, you know, like yeah. That's right. That's the next level. You got to have a hologram that can also tell, be able to to roast. I wasn't ready you know? to, to punch in a, a hollow deal presidential roast joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Al Franken anyway. says he's never, he doesn't believe in dragons. Uh, I don't know, that's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. You got to work on that one a little bit more. I'll but anyway, so for the next episode. So I think we've beaten that down. It's <laughs> your pick. What do you got, man? All right, let's something, see. Something here. that pays the proper tribute to the hollow deal, I hope. <laughs> Boy, I have nothing that's even close to it. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm not even going to introduce this much. We'll go into more of my uh, deeper picks later. Okay. But probably in the last five years, anytime that, I'm, that uh, I need to just rage out, there's not a single time that, that this is definitely in my top ten, and that is Stone Sour with Absolute Zero. Punishment 
Yeah, man. You dig that song? I know I you're do, Stone yeah. Sour. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan. Yeah, I didn't even think that's... of looking at Stone Sour for some angry stuff. That's a good source. Absolutely. What's next? You know, hey, uh, before we get to another song, I'm just curious. Are you are you familiar with that? The uh, They call him the Pharma Bro? I can't remember his name. He's the guy who, like, bought some, like, you know, AIDS medication and then jacked up the price. Oh, the the, the douchebag that bought the uh, the Wu Tang Clan thing for like that's a where I'm dollars. going with this. Okay, go ahead. So you know about the Wu Tang thing, where ba- basically Wu Wu Tang said we're gonna make a record and sell it to one person, and and only they can have it. They're not gonna right. release it for the general. Now that person could then share it with people, but they, I think there was a deal that they can't m- manufacture and and sell it themselves. Right. All right. I want to know who who would you. If you had a million bucks to say, you're going to write a record and it's going to be for me and only me, what would, where would you go? Well, uh, write Reflex. It would be the, the uh, well, this is all fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it can be, okay. It would be reuniting the original lineup for Guns N' Roses or at least, um, you know, maybe that, that without that Stephen Adler character and uh, put in Matt Sorum and, uh, re- you know, Record a new album of ten tracks. Hmm. That would be me. It would definitely be Guns N' Roses. That that, you know. What I think I've talked through with eleven. Would you like ten? Yeah, I'd say I'd say. Listen, I don't want any filler, motherfuckers. I'm paying a million dollars for this. <laughs> ten, ten solid tracks, no filler, all killer. Go, Axel, Axel. Like, get back I can't to work. Make a record for under fifteen mil, and they have to make it within within twelve months. There's no Chinese democracy. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. What's yours? Do oh you man, um, probably new kids in the block. <laughs> or what's the real answer? Uh, That's it, man. You see, because it would be in the fantasy thing. I guess it would be maybe the Beatles. But that's okay. almost a capitalist in me, you know. Uh, Fuck. I can see that. I can see that. I was actually just. Uh, I thought in my rules, even though it's fantasy, they had to all be alive still. That, that was my... Mm, oh, fair enough. Yeah, but, you know, it's like... I wouldn't want the current members of KISS of any era to conglomerate together at this point. I would be okay with it to happen, in, you know, between 75 and, I don't know, we'll say 95. Uh, I could piece together a lineup that would uh, suit my deeming. You know what? Uh, maybe I should just say Slayer. Slayer would be a good band. Write me a fucking record, Slayer. Cool. That would be with uh, Dave? That, what lineup? Oh, the original pick? lineup, yeah, with Lombardo. Sorry. Okay. Again, again okay. though, one of them's dead, so. Right. Well, it doesn't matter. We, it's not like we threw the rules. <laughs> this is kind of a loose concept, but that's cool. <laughs> but that's that's interesting question. That's an interesting question because that's the first one that, that pops in my head uh, right away. New so, kids in the block, um, baby. Yeah. And me, new kids in the block for you, GNR for me. So what's what, what else you got? You got another song? You want oh, some I other uh, stuff in the news? I got, I got one I think it might surprise you a little bit. I'm not even sure if you've ever heard of it as much as you definitely have heard of the artist. You are familiar with John Lennon, correct? Of course. And as far as I know, his hologram is not on tour. Not yet. Not until Yoko not authorizes it. Yes. <laughs> uh, he might have written the first ever diss, diss track, I think the kids call it today. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, well, well, oh, Remy, Remy Ma gotcha. just uh, Nicki Minaj recently in some fucking dumb fucking song, but uh, yeah, he wrote a song to Paul McCartney called "How Do You Sleep." Have you ever heard that? I think I've heard of it. I don't. I, I definitely don't. I mean, it's not the heaviest rock in his song, but it's angry and it's it's kind of shitty and i know a few years later he he's kind of regretted doing it but not enough to pull it off the record <laughs> but so i'll just give you a taste of the lyrics and we'll pop into it how's that yeah no please what, what by the way just to back up a little bit mm-hmm. what is this like early 70s like yeah, right after they broke up it might be on the imagine uh record i'm not positive really? yeah it's huh but here's uh here's a little taste here so sergeant pepper took you by surprise uh, you better see right through that mother's eyes. Uh, one of my favorite lines is the only oh, the only thing you done was yesterday. You know, like a little pun on the song. Anyway, here's John Lennon uh, with "How Do You Sleep." 
was a good pick, Baco. I like it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, no, Paul McCartney. These songs make me angry. I'm calling, yeah, I go into, I'm calling our police I, I officers pigs, and I'm telling Paul McCartney to <laughs> fuck himself. There's, this is not right, Luce. To give some props to another podcast, Pods and Saws, they just did a overall discography where they went through um, all of the Beatles catalog and kind of ranked them and mm-hmm. talked about them a little bit. And this is like about a month or two ago, and I went down the, the rabbit hole for Beatles for about, I would say, a good week and a half where I was just like just diving in and forgetting about all these, the I guess, the quote, deep tracks or whatever. I hadn't heard Revolver right. all the way through. And I, I don't know, like... Do you go through those phases sometimes? Oh, when all the like, time. Yeah. I mean, okay. if I read somebody's autobiography, by the time I get to the end of it, I've probably listened to everything they've released a couple <laughs> different times. You know what I mean? That kind of yeah. stuff happens to me. I And also, just listening to podcasts, too, you know? Uh, Decibel Geek, when I first started listening, really got me going on a lot of artists that I had put by the wayside or something and just kind of dig back into it. You know what? I'm uh, making my way through Cooper slowly. I think I'm down to four records to purchase. Oh, that's awesome! So you actually got yeah. It's 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 interesting how that goes. Like you just go there and you start reappreciating, and there's stuff that maybe you didn't you missed before. Even for like like Cooper, it sounds like maybe you're acquiring more of his albums. But like for me, even going back to the albums I have, there's just stuff that you just kind of forgot. Yeah, both ways for me. It's a lot of times that'll get me going on an artist with a big history. A lot of times it'll just get me going back. Hell, just seeing Rat. Uh, kind of got me, you know, reminiscing of like the '80s, and I whipped out the their CDs a little bit lately. So, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever. Cool. So, what you want to talk about next? Well, you heard a little bit. They were talking about what Lemmy's Lemmy uh, Lemmy's estate is worth. Yeah. What was your? Th- what was, well, throw out the number. Six hundred fifty thousand. Okay. So when you sent that to me. Were you, sent, were you saying that to me as you were surprised about it or not surprised? Or what was your thoughts? More that it was notable that it was in the news, I guess. I, I'd i have to know more of, like, are they talk, Are they content saying $650,000, like, including, you know, possible future earnings? Or is that, you know, like money in the bank? You know, I really don't know exactly how that value comes up. Uh, I know they never had, you know, did they even ever get a gold record in the United States? I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I mean, mean, record I mean, sales was never yeah. a big deal for Motorhead, and you know, as much as there might be some money to be made down the line, you know, on on song royalties, without that, especially considering how long his career was, he's not going to have a ton. But yeah, I guess when I saw that number, the thing that first off, I was like, why the hell is this public knowledge? It's kind of private. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Well, but then I, the second... I think this stuff comes out through the courts because of some like you know inheritance deal i don't know that's true like some public records or whatever but but when i looked at it i mean that just pretty much didn't surprise me i mean if did you have you ever watched the uh the lemmy movie yep yep i know where you're going to he he didn't exactly uh live the high life uh, as far as he's a pretty pretty basic guy i mean i mean he uh it made a lot of sense like he 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 just had like uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that apartment was just like crap everywhere. It was more piled up because of the lack of space, so it seemed fairly... It wasn't hoardery in the sense of, like, it's just a garbage pile. You know what I mean? He's got it stacked to the walls, but it's because that's all the room he's got. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you trying to validate how your basement looks or something? Uh, no. Lemmy would have a lot of... He'd have too much space down here. All right. Anyway, so... So, so you're telling me that his whole place looks like this. <laughs> his whole place uh, looks like it's put together by liquid nails. Is what I thought. Uh, oh, my basement, yeah. <laughs> Certain chunks of it, that's for sure. But but going back to to Lemmy, I mean, I mean the guy tours all the time, mm-hmm. all that. I mean, not a lot of record sales. Uh, it is odd, like it, it that it. I guess my thing is that, but I thought was hilarious is that it said like the early estimates were like eight to nine million. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Like, throwing uh, you out know, numbers. but that's what I, where I'm just confused. I hear that with a lot of stuff and I'm like, I have a hard time believing it. There's so many people that, that haven't done anything for 30 years. Like, how does Scott Bayo have any money? <laughs> well, royalties. Sometimes for royalties for those, 
From tr- every time, TV money is one of the greatest things you can ever have. Yeah, that's every true. Time, but only if he had the every, right contract. Every single person that's in, as I understand, every single person that's in a uh, a show is that all they want is to get to the hundred episode uh, mark because then you're syndicated. And once you're syndicated, you're paid every time that show is is on. It doesn't matter. It's, it's pennies. It's pennies. But people will get like checks for whatever several thousand dollars here there everywhere mm-hmm. where, where things played and those shows get played like worldwide sometimes they translate them and stuff like that so anyway that's how that guy makes money how much that is i have no idea but you're right like let me you just that's why they these these he's a he was a road dog but anyway i mean all right baco you want <laughs> all right baco you want to eat from the insane root that imprisons reason is this another one of your metaphors uh, it's just lyrics. It's just lyrics, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, good, man. I mean, I, I got to tell you, it's in my stomach like fire, like cancer. You know, like a knife. I've been gunshot. I got to awesome. let it go. You want to let it go? Yes, I want to let it go. One of my favorite songs, and it just starts off with this just, I don't know, there's something about the vibe and just the chorus just, just crushes for me, and that is Inside Out.
was a that was a blissful little number from our boys from New York. Well, the bush is Absolutely. from the east, the west coast, right? Yeah, I was brought in by them by the, that ridiculous and <laughs> very awful "I'm the Man" EP. By the way, that was my hook. John, and then I went yeah, backwards. that uh, that was fun, but it it, it did it, not age well. Well, I think if you heard it for the first time, it might be funny, but yeah, oh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, because there's so many kind of. It definitely is a freaking time capsule now, now that I think about it. I didn't notice then that that's Sam Kinison. Really? <laughs> like when I first when I first heard it, I guess uh, I didn't know it. Then I heard back in the that, and and that actually was. The, go ahead. No, I'm just. I I don't think I really had sat down and got a serious listen from them. Uh, until I mean I heard that record obviously and I liked that song was was all right but it, it would have been the the that state of euphoria but even that it was be all end all and I really didn't care for the rest of the record too much but that the, was not a good the album Bush record uh, was the first one I probably ever bought and then over the next five six years I eventually got all their back catalog and persistence of time might be my favorite record by them um, I don't know. But anyway, Baco, I think we should uh, slow things down a little bit and have a drink. What do you say? Let's have a beer, man. I'm tired of fighting. Let's go into one of your. Uh, let's go into this drinking song. What do you say? Because yeah, I'm drinking, as, you, as as the listeners can probably tell, as I'm getting a little loose, a little loose. What about you? Yeah, I'm. Uh, let's see, one third into number two. What do you say? Let's play. I was drunk by Royal Bliss. Cheers. I was drunk. I was loud I was invincible And I was proud Yeah, I was drunk And I was loud I was invincible And I was proud After 10,000 beers and 28 years Finally figured it out It's about time I settle on down Well, I'm not saying this is the end And I still go get drunk, my friend my life for a moment in time No, I ain't had my last And I'll tear up that desert with you And I know we'll have more than a few Well, it got me this far With plenty of scars The only one with those tattoos After 10,000 beers in 28 years I finally figured it out It's about time I settle on down
Excuse me? Never mind. Clinkity clink. Cheers, bitch. Cheers. Dink. So continue. What you got next? I got some good news. This is going to cheer your ass up or... Oh, I need news. Good news. I have been so angry. Tell me, Baco. One of our favorite bands is going on tour at the end of summer, and they're hitting both of our cities. And I, of course, am talking about Seether. <sighs> Baco, <laughs> this band has continued to be... Are they touring with Chevelle? Uh, no. What the hell? Are they headlining? They are. Who the fuck likes this band? <laughs> How can they have a headline tour? To I start a lot of sentences and songs with the word I. Don't they cover uh, a Wham song? Wake me up before you go-go. Uh, but, yeah. but I wanted to let you know uh, regarding this tour, because they come to Minnesota on the 4th, and they're not in Colorado on the 14th. I will not rock block you on this one. It's all yours, buddy. Oh, thank you very much. So you have the contact, and you'll 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 get me in contact. We, I'm not you do a nice damn work. No, I don't know what to contact. <laughs> You're gonna give me a nice introduction. Here's uh, my here's my co- co-host. He really likes the band. Who are they touring with? Yeah, so That's my set question. you up with an interview. You ever heard of a band called Q Five? <sighs> no, but I've heard of the album called QR Three. <laughs> Okay, not to be confused with that. Quiet Riot. This is a Quiet Riot thing, right? No, no, no. no. uh, These guys are out of Seattle. They do have a guitar player of note. Does the name Floyd Rose do anything for you, Luce? It does not do anything for me. Please tell me more. Um, Well, he invented the Floyd Rose tremolo. Clever name, by the way. Uh, which was popularized by Eddie Van Halen and then pretty much used by everybody ever since. Uh, so he was around in the 70s, and then he or, or Eddie adopted that in the 80s as a, an additional, like a different level of whammy bar? I'm confused. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too technical because unless you're a guitar player, it doesn't really mean too much. Yeah, the original whammy bar is basically just uh, there was nothing that kept the, the strings from staying in place up by the, the headstock. Okay. And also, once you had it tuned, um, if you lock the strings there, then you couldn't tune it any further. And so the Floyd Rose, you can lock the strings, and then you can also fine-tune it to get it in tune down by the actual uh, bridge where the whammy bar is. Uh, it was very helpful in being able to use the whammy bar way too much. And uh, anyway, it, it, I'm sure he made more money on that than he did in the band Q5. Well, obviously, since I've never heard of them. <laughs> but they got a brilliantly angry, nasty song called Pull the Trigger, which I love.
All right, Paco. You ever see a movie called Judgment Night? Yes. Underrated. Yeah? Yeah. In general, do you, do you remember the soundtrack that came out for it? Of course, I own it. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Okay. So this was kind of a clusterfuck. They, the, and it is interesting back in the day because the whole thing about soundtracks, so many soundtracks came out. And they made so much money and they would, mm-hmm. and artists loved them because, as I've read from articles, they would just pay them a, a ton of money just to put one song on that album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, it's it's actually disappointing when you hear how a lot of them are put together because it's it it's not like a creative vision that the 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 movie maker wanted. This nothing. record probably fits that, but too often, like Judas Priest playing Johnny Be Good, you know, that was just a a deal between the record company and the movie studio. And but like I, I look at this, and I, I went back when I was looking for my anger song, and which you probably already guessed what it is from. From uh, from the list, but yeah, I got a but, couple guesses, but yeah, and that is "Disorder" by Ice T and Slayer.
Ice tea is a national treasure. Let me <laughs> oh, tell you. Yeah, I mean, and talk about a guy who has no shame. I mean, uh, screw Ice Cube, man. I mean, how long has he been on that freaking SVU? I mean, when uh, do you know when he started? How far back he goes? Like, like starting in the industry? Man, I mean, I can't remember where I first heard of him, but it had to be early '80s, if not late '70s. He is. Did you ever watch Breaking or Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, when you were a kid? Um, well, I I still watch Electric Boogaloo at least once a week. <laughs> no, I've never seen the either movie, but I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, seriously? Oh, I, okay. I figured you're a breakdancing fool with your uh, your parachute pants <laughs> in like '84. Big sheet of cardboard no? taking around. Yeah, fucking throwing it down. Let's go, Baco. I was, I was throwing meat while people were throwing down. <laughs> You're a wasp. People are wasp devotee. Yeah, people are breaking. You, you would throw. You would throw. I'm, I'm throwing hamburger at them. <laughs> well, who are you throwing hamburgers at? At the break dancers. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I can't even imagine just coming by. Baloney. That's a perfect pick for this episode, Liz. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't even know about that because I didn't. I I'm didn't, just gonna, I that, didn't you, know. You hear that sound? That's my. That? that was the, my Slayer pick. I'm not even gonna put it in. Fuck it. I got a different. Cool. Song. What was it? Uh, it was a song called Disciple, but it's from God Hates Us All. It's It has that same singing style where he's like, God hates us all. Yeah, man. So, you know, this episode has been great. Releases releases the demons for me. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in the best mood I've been in all week. <laughs> so we hope it does for you, too. And, and you know... We are consistently inconsistent <laughs> in in doing the whole Cobras on Fire thing because when we get on the we when we get on the mic, we just want to jump right in the episode. And we're like like we've all said, we're the bastard sons of Decibel Geek. We are like them, but extremely unorganized. So we forget. But but in general, I don't have all the comments in front of me. I don't have the names in front of me. I don't want to name check anybody right there because I don't want to uh, leave anybody out. But in the last uh, thirty days. We have had more engagement from private messages directly to the Cobras and Fire, uh, to the Cobras and Fire page. A lot of good page. feedback, she, right? And, and like not from well, Billy yeah. Hardaway, but from other people. No, of course not. Professional <laughs> asshole. The um, but but like He's an going through. I love him. Yes, yes. But you've got um, you know comments on the episodes, everything like that. We love it. We 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 appreciate everybody that's listening, and I just wanted to, to say that. What about you? Ditto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank very you very today. Exactly. Keep it coming. So what you got? Well, there's a band called uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Have you ever heard of them, Luz? I have. I heard that they were going to save rock and roll back about 10 years ago. Yeah, um, nice didn't job. Look like it. Yeah. What was, the, um, what was the, the one before Lullabies, the one with the red cover? Oh, that's what the song is coming off of. Uh, fuck nice. Me. What was it called? Thanks a lot, asshole. Damn it! It's the one with Dave right Grohl on drums. <laughs> right. No, I know that. But what's the name of it? Uh, fucking A. Hold on, I'm going to grab it right now if you can't get it. Yeah, you, Keep you, going. you have it right there. But uh, what's the song? I'll get the album. Oh, the song is... Uh, it's. I got it! <laughs> okay, what's quick. it? Let's start with I'm that. I'm so proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for being so organized. Songs for the Deaf. Oh, yeah. How could I, they even mention that in the, the intro here? Yeah, it's the lead track off the record. It's often just called Millionaire, but the full title is You Think I Ain't Worth a Dollar, But I Feel Like a Millionaire. Yes, I see it right here. I, I see on the back cover, too. It's It's got – because you're usually uh, – I've seen them live before um, Nine Inch Nails uh, bored me to death one night, but they were the opening band. Mm-hmm. And um, – they're great. I saw them on this tour, I believe. Did you ever see them live? I have not. Actually, they played on this tour with Dave Grohl in the band because he didn't do much of the tour. They played a, a, a place called the 400 Bar, which is a small bar in Minneapolis, or was anyway. It was kind of a, a warm-up show, and uh, tickets for that went obviously very quick, and that was the closest I came to seeing them. But no, I, uh, I haven't. They're great. I mean, they were, um, but it wasn't Dave Grohl at that point. I guess they'd already dropped him. There's yeah, another, he, I think and, it's the and same Josh Homme was under the impression that he was joining full time. They had a little bit of a falling out over that. Apparently, Dave's like, I was really? just playing on the record and doing it to kill some time. 
But uh, the lyrics to this are very hard to pick out by ear, and I think it's better that way. Just angry, loud. Watch out! Watch out! Give us some more. Give us some more. Just love it. (laughs) All right, everybody. Brock's not dead. It's hiding, and you found it. That was some good detective work. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.